0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I am your friendly and neighborhood man. Spider-Man. No, you're not. I am too. No, Old you're shield. not. Prove it. Prove that you are. I can't because it's a secret identity. It'll you mess everything up. Then, then that is the proof in and of itself. Not because I have you a mask. You just defied your own secret identity. Climb on the wall. I Climb I have on a the mask. wall. Fling web. I'm busy. This is a bad bit. Okay. <laughs> This week on the show, we're talking about Spider-Man, released in 2002, starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Willem Dafoe, James Franco, James, James early James Franco. How about baby that? James. Yeah, baby baby. James. yeah, baby. Yeah, J.K. Simmons as well. Uh, this is Spider-Man's first adventure on the big screen. It was a huge hit at the time. Uh-huh. The first movie to ever make $100 million in a single weekend. Um, in this film, we see the origin of Spider-Man, how Peter Parker becomes the web-slinger, how he uh, gets develops his relationship with Mary Jane Watson, how the Green Goblin comes to be, and all that other fun stuff. So that's those the basic plots, I mean, I feel like probably most people have seen Spider-Man. I would,
1: right? I mean if it was one of the most successful movies of the time I- of
0: all time. <laughs>
1: I would hope that people have More seen time, it right it time, Certainly time. changed the way we look at movies and blockbusters and the superhero genre and all that jazz.
0: I love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like I in love in general Spider-Man in general. I love this movie. Uh, when I, w- I watched it uh, the morning that we, re- that we were recording this for the first time in a long time. And I remembered how much I loved it. I watched it so much as a kid. And this movie came out when I was 11 or 12. Probably 11. And I loved it. I remember seeing it in the theaters. I had a Spider-Man action figure. I had a Green Goblin action figure with the hoverboard thing. Uh, the uh, glider. Far, yeah, the glider. The glider. Fly him around. I remember Spider-Man, the action figure, his fingers would make the web slinging mm-hmm. uh, position. Super cool. I love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I had the Spider-Man video games. Yeah, I had the PS2 game. The, of the first one? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good game, right? That, that was a great game. So I absolutely loved jumping back into this movie and watching it again for the first time in a while. Still held up to me. There are some, uh, there's some rose-colored glasses that I'm wearing, of course, but I think it still holds up. Mm-hmm. So let's start on that positive note and talk about some of the things we really liked about this movie. I mean, it's something we'd all seen before so this is not like this was the first time any of us watched it but it was the first time in a while I think from for all of us it's a I
2: feel as if it's uh, since it's a movie from 2012 to uh, yeah thank you <laughs> 2002 2002 it's not lost any of its energy like it's it's a very it's a very fun movie to watch and yeah. it's also uh one of the things I will say about it it's very well casted Mm-hmm. for what it is. Yeah. So um, they actually got the cast down right. Tobey Maguire was was your Spider-Man. Uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst was Mary Jane. And especially uh, Willem Dafoe was
0: Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin. Yeah, Willem Dafoe did a really great job. He's very menacing in this movie. You could not have picked a better mood. Uh, uh, he better scares movie. me a lot. Yeah. He scares me a lot. Uh, and he makes me laugh, too. Mm-hmm. I, one of the lines that scared me and made me laugh was at the uh, the Thanksgiving dinner scene. He walks in and he says something about being late and he goes, work was murder. And I went, ah, because it is. And you're scary. <laughs> but that's a joke. And I get what you're doing there. You're a murdering man who tells jokes. Good job.
1: I think the standout scene for me in Willem Defoe, like this is a whole doc. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation with Norman Osborne. Yes,
0: Norman has no idea what yeah. the Goblin's doing.
1: Yeah. And then whenever he finds out and whenever he learns that it's him and he has that discussion with himself in the mirror, and you see him going from the Green Goblin back to Norman Osborne back to the Green Goblin, it's so bone chilling and it creepy. Yeah. It's very Gollum.
0: Like. Yeah. <laughs> Schmeagle.
1: And I've always thought that, like, Willem Dafoe's kind of got an interesting look. And I feel like it really suits, like, when I look at his face, I just see the mask yeah. that he wore, and it just suited him so well. I don't know. I think of all, I really enjoyed Peter Parker, or uh, Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Uh, I think that Willem Dafoe was a perfect Green Goblin. And I think the second best casting choice that they made was J.K. Simmons as J. to Jameson. He was probably my favorite, like, secondary character, because he was just very funny. But... I, yeah, Willem Dafoe for me was this this breakout of the movie
0: gritty. Yeah, I liked uh, seeing how Spider Man um, Spider uh, Man's origin story intertwined with Green Goblin's origin story. Mm. What are you laughing at? Nothing. Nope. <laughs> no, keep going. I really liked how they, I thought they did a great job intertwining Spider Man's origin with the Green Goblin's because they happened at the same time, weaving in and out. Peter gets bitten by the spider at the lab. Uh, Norman goes into the machine thing, yeah, and uh, absorbs the gas or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was well done, which freaked me out. It was I, freaky. That that the gas thing
2: really like freaked me out, especially whenever he was on the the, the thing. So, um, but no, uh, you really could not. What were we talking about?
0: Oh sorry. my god! <laughs> anyway, I thought that was good how they did that, and then uh, to kind of. Further uh, Spider-Man's origin, I thought it was cool that they had Peter slowly discover his powers. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, and he's suddenly strong. He's very chiseled. He, he's very chiseled. He realizes he doesn't need his glasses anymore. He's very confused. hmm He goes to school. He has crazy reflexes when he catches all of MJ's food when it falls on the thing. He finds the fork stuck to his hand. Mm-hmm. And then he accidentally shoots a web out of his head. I just like that slow discovery process. Mm-hmm. I thought it
1: was interesting to see the development of all that. I thought there were some, some weird things that I took away and just like, I guess it was just a high school situation of like, so whenever he got into the fight with Flash, if Flash would have kicked his ass, everybody would have been like, good job, Flash. Way to go. But then because Peter was like, nah, I ain't having this, bro. Everyone was like, you're such a freak, Peter. You're such a freak. Yeah. I just was like, what? That's, that's double like,
0: standard Hollywood
1: it, or high school. It Hollywood. is.
0: Well, you know, that's how it would go. That's exactly how that's it would go. exactly gone. how it would go. And then
1: I also thought it was weird that when after he got back from the field trip and got bit and was like making like he was like, oh I don't feel that well. I'm going to go to bed. Aunt May and Uncle Ben were like, are you OK? You don't act like yourself anymore. I was like, bro, you sick? Unless the kid go to bed. They acted like this was the worst thing that he's ever done. And I thought that was a very quick reaction. And then when he came back down all chipper, they were like, oh, just teenagers.
0: Hormones.
1: <laughs> I thought you were sick. I thought that was just, I overall, I really liked Aunt May and Uncle Ben. That one part was just like, what are you? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. This old people thing. That, I guess that's true. But no, I, I, I like the uh, slow development of both. I think it was nice, and they kept it compact, and I like the origins, like you said, the origin story of Spider-Man and the origin story of the Green Goblin. It made it simple, made it easy to follow, and it was a good way to really start this franchise.
0: Yep. It's very fast-paced. It is very fast-paced. Uh, I, think that, I think that helps, because a lot of people get bored with origin stories. Mm-hmm. It's easy to, to get bored with an origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, this wasn't an issue, but since then... We have seen Spider-Man's origin story so many times that everyone's sick of it. Yeah. So, and the same for Batman. Like, these movies that just keep being made, like, it's easy to get sick of an origin story. Like,
2: like you don't, like, you don't really care about seeing, like, okay, where did they come from? How did they get here? I mean, it is important to some extent, but now you're just like, okay, let's let's see some stuff happen. Yeah,
0: and I think it helps that they did intertwine the two origins. Mm -hmm. Uh, They made it interesting. I really liked... uh, I really loved that Peter's motivation to to create Spider Man was to win three thousand dollars so he could buy a convertible. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. And I, <I'm, laughs> I, I mean that's a this is a high school boy thing. That's yeah. actually what I it's did to get my first car.
1: Thing. Is I fought Man uh, Macho, Macho Man, man Randy Savage. Yeah, in the cage. Yeah. Did you only get hundred bucks too. No, I lasted the three minutes. I oh. learned. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, his math or was
0: wrong too. While we're on that note, he said you lasted two and a half. Right. So you get a hundred. Should have gotten twenty five hundred based on that thinking, math. I was thinking the same thing. Yep. But of course, he was just—he was probably never going to get three thousand. No, no. Anyway, I really—it it, this movie's very comic booky, and I want to talk oh, about that yeah. next. Yeah. And sometimes that makes me laugh. Sometimes it's like okay. Mm-hmm. A time where it made me laugh was when he's designing the Spider-Man costume. It's really like he gets into it, yeah. and he does these really intricate drawings, so many drawings, and then he comes out in sweatpants and a sweatshirt that he spray painted. <laughs> it just made me laugh a lot because you're you're watching, you're going, oh, he's putting, he's like, he's gonna be Spider Man, yeah, because like he's drawing Spider Man and he's working on it so hard, and then he's like, not even close, not even close to what he drew is like, what
1: he ends up in. I really liked the aspect of it being comic booky with the drawings and things like that. The uh, some of the transitions that they made that were comic booky were just a little too much for me. Like, you we were talking. You got a them.
0: problem with transitions, though. We've talked. I about do. this
1: in Other, movies, I just they just And I get it. Like it was 2002. Things have changed, but like the one that I didn't care for the most was whenever they were at the car and like Mary Jane was off in the side, and then the car was like superimposed over it all, and it just looked dumb. And then there was another scene where they <laughs> it's had like
0: daydream.
1: It looked awful. And then there's another one where, like, the fire came up and it transitioned into a different scene. It's just stuff like that. But, like, those are just small, like, nitpicky things. Otherwise, I mean, in general, I, I really liked the the comic book stuff that they threw in there. I thought it was very fun.
2: Well, and also, uh, just kind of just add to that a little bit more. Whenever they were doing, whenever I think they were doing, like, like interviews with people on the street, you know, like oh, the, well, like, what, after like,
0: Spider Man started actually working. Yeah, like yeah. What, what
2: do you think of Spider Man? I love him. I hate him. Hey, he needs to stop doing what he's doing. Guy with eight hands
0: sounds hot. You know, so <laughs> I thought I liked that part a lot. That was Lucy Lawless, was it? That was Lucy Lawless. I I thought the parts with the the news uh, interviews about Spider Man was hilarious. I liked it a lot. It it fits with Spider Man being a uh, or Peter being. A freelance photographer I did
2: like uh, I did like the guitar player in that oh yeah Yeah. who did like
0: kind of a improvised version yeah, you know, of the was, original Spider-Man was, theme
2: yeah and it was I mean it
0: is what it is but no I, I I
2: enjoyed it very much
0: but you I know you had some issues with the comic book nature of the movie too <laughs> the, the so let's, let's the, get that out of the way okay get your negative Nancy thoughts out of the way alright uh, the comic
2: book issue that we have here I feel like and I've always felt this way, especially in the last few times I've seen it. Like in the beginning, you know, I I just didn't pay attention to it, but now I'm like, it's it's almost it's almost there that you can't you can't ignore. And what I mean by that is the the comic book the comic booky issue here is that the characterizations I feel like are not good. I mm-hmm. feel like
0: a you know, like, little two dimensional. It's think? a little or one dimensional, yeah, I guess. I mean be.
2: yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, is that things are one dimensional in this movie. There's not a whole lot of deep characterization here. There's also not a whole lot of it, like I feel like the plot is very, very basic. It's very, very simple. And the events that yeah. enf- the events that unfold here they happen just like that. And there's really no time to register any type of emotion. I feel like it just it just moves. Like here's the story, here we go, here it is, we're over. You know, yeah. Like we don't have any time to register that like that like there's there's there should be any sense of pathos here. There's any sense of like urgency among the characters. We just feel like this dude's bitten by a spider. Oh my god, all of a sudden he has spider-like powers. Right.
0: Uh, I think you have a solid point there, and that is a a, a crux, I think, of of origin movies mm-hmm. is that you have to show the hero's beginning, and also show them experienced enough to be the hero. Mm-hmm. So you have less of that problem once we get into Spider Man Two because the movies he's already Spider Man when it starts, so you get to just go for it from yeah. then on. But yeah, they do have to, you have to rush through the hero's beginning in these types of movies. Unfortunately, I wanted to. I, I uh, let's talk about some of that character development because I think our main characters we see some growth out of them, particularly Peter. Yeah, Peter starts out. Gosh, what a loser! <laughs> yeah, he appears to not have friends mm-hmm. at all. I don't. Except I mean, for he's Harry. got he he's Harry. got Harry, but man, Harry's a crap friend, didn't he?
2: Oh yeah, like, uh, he, he
0: sucks. He doesn't have. He doesn't seem to have a real friend. Yeah. No. Uh, and by the way, since we're talking about Harry,
2: it, since isn't Norman Osborn supposed to be like super rich? What the hell's he doing going to public school? They covered that, did they? He flunked out. Oh, okay. Boom.
0: Question okay. answered. Never mind. So Peter starts out a real loser, no friends, and throughout the movie, he, uh, with the help of Spider-Man, grows in confidence. He gets confidence. Mm-hmm. He feels. I think he finds his place in the world. Which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you got uh, Norman, who has some really frantic development. He goes from zero to desperate real fast. Yeah. Uh, he starts out on top of the world. And then over time, he loses his his uh, funding, lose loses, loses his job, loses everything, and then turns pure evil. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Harry doesn't really develop. He's a precious baby angel that's protected from everything in the world around him. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jane is... Fairly problematic to me because she kind of sucks when you think about it. Silence. In what way? Uh, So she hangs around with Flash. Sure. She dates Flash. Whole world knows he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Continues to, to to date him after Peter beats him up. And he tries to beat up Peter. That's true love. No, it's not. <laughs> then dates Harry mm-hmm. later on in the film. Mm-hmm essentially cheats on Harry with Spider-Man I- emotionally at first. And mm-hmm. then straight and like in the, in the kiss scene, not just kisses him, but like a, kisses him. That, that you know, was a good him. kiss. Like not an awesome. She doesn't make awesome choices no. as a person. Yeah, no, that's all I'm saying. When I say she's problematic, mm-hmm. I don't think she's uh quite, quite the girl next door that, she should maybe be. But that
1: also could just be the, the high school aspect of it in a sense of like, I mean, it's a t- it's a stereotype of like, oh, the pretty girl dates the mean, tough guy, even though we all know he's a jerk. The pretty girl, he's always going to get the pretty girl and the nice guys on the outside looking in. I think that's just a stereotype of the the uh, time frame of where the movie's at. Yeah. Um, The Harry thing, I don't know. That almost seems that her her relationship with Harry never really seemed like it meant anything to either one of them. Um, I made a note that I thought it was weird that, you know, Harry didn't know where she was working. And, you know, that either means that she was lying to him or that he didn't care about whatever she was actually doing. So it almost seems like she was not necessarily on a rebound after Flash, but like wanted to not be single and was with Harry because Harry was the first person that asked her right cuz even in her interactions with peter it seemed like as much as i, I had some issues with some of the interactions with the, her and peter uh that seemed to be more there with those two than there ever was mm-hmm. with her and harry
0: right and she still didn't see it right and still still even though there didn't seem to be anything there still cheated on harry mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
1: like no that's it's very hard to true. ignore that. like that's hard to ignore and yeah.
0: And it has it is and it bothers me a bit that like she only she only really started to care about Peter when she found out he was Spider Man. Because she only cared about Spider Man. is true. But she and doesn't just know cut, that he's Spider Man. She knows at the
1: end. She, she has, definitely knows at the she end. She hasn't but that's before they kiss. Like they kiss, but she like tells Peter that she loves him before they kiss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But at that point I still think like she cheat on Peter with Spider Man. Well yeah, I would agree. Or uh, uh, Peter? Yeah, like, she if she didn't know he was Spider-Man prior to that and didn't find out and, like, dated him, she'd still make out with Spider-Man on the side. <laughs> I don't know, because
1: uh, at the end, she's talking about how, or at, in the hospital, mm-hmm. when Aunt May's in the hospital, she's talking to Peter about how she's in love with somebody else. and she's talking Spider-Man! Right, yes. <laughs> but at the end, she's talking about how when she was dangling from... The, oh, she the wanted to thing see Peter face she was like, yeah, she wanted to see
0: Peter, not Spider Man. Man, that's awfully frustrating if you're Peter. Yeah, all this time you keep hearing, I just want to see you one more time. Yeah, but not enough, huh? <laughs> not not enough to want to date me. <laughs> she just did enough to want to see me one more time. She did at the end. Yeah, and, and then he like, was like, no, it's just I can't. So, exactly, exactly. She waited so long that he couldn't do it anymore. Like that's, I just, I don't know, something about her, something about her. <laughs>
1: huh? I had some issues with some of their interactions. I just, I don't know. As we said, that he kind of develops more once he gets the the Spider-Man confidence. Yeah. I said that, you know, for me, I'm not as well versed with the Peter Parker character, like in general. But it seemed like what I had a problem with is he, uh, Tobey Maguire was playing Peter Parker and Spider-Man so drastically different. Because he was witty and he was funny and he was all this stuff as spider-man which is what i'm used to but i've never seen a rendition of peter parker that was so bruce wayne-ish like he was really dark and bleh at the beginning mm-hmm. and i know that his uncle died but like the peter parker's that i've always seen he's been a, an outcast but he's always been pretty witty and funny yeah and i mean peter's
0: witty Peter lays some jokes out there.
1: He does, but not in the beginning. In the beginning of the movie, I had trouble with Tobey Maguire because I never felt like I got any real emotion that I could feel. Mm -hmm. Like, he was saying the lines and he just felt like he was saying them in the But, like, most of the time it was just like, oh, I'm saying the lines like this to sound emotional, but I'm actually not giving emotions. I'm just talking at a lower register. And I really struggled with a lot of that. Um, And then as we got more... Peter Parker Spider-Man combo that went away and I was more comfortable with some stuff but there at the beginning and then there at the end uh, at the grave scene with Harry and Peter neither one of them showed any emotion and it was like hey man I'm sorry your dad's dead and we're I'm sorry your dad was dead he was taken he didn't die he was taken like neither one of them just yeah. showed him. they were just talking in low registers and I didn't like
0: it but mm, I don't agree with that but I don't have the energy to fight it <laughs>
1: That's I all felt, I got. Like, I don't agree with that. I just felt zero emotion from either one of them. Well,
0: like I don't think you were ugh, so Peter killed him. Of course you're not gonna get any emotion out of him. But I don't know, I felt like Harry was sufficiently angry enough.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get any Like
0: what do you want Peter to do? He killed him. You want him to cry?
1: Right. No, I'm not asking him to cry but or, like, he didn't kill him but he's like, supposed to like you know what I mean? at le- like at least act like you're upset. Like he didn't even he was just like, Hey man, sorry. Like that's your friend, you, your friend hasn't done anything wrong. You can like vein some emotion. It was just, I don't know. I struggled with it. It was probably on like
2: take number eighty-seven. <laughs> uh, how do y'all feel about like? How do y'all feel about like Sam Raimi being the director of it?
0: Uh, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um. Raimi. You know, he's he's a he's a bit of a cheesy director nah yeah but nah yeah but nah I was gonna go with, he's like a cult favorite kind of guy mm-hmm. he, you know he's got the evil dead stuff prior to this I thought he did a good job with it I, you're the you're more of the behind the scenes type of expert on this I don't think he'd done a big blockbuster had he before Spider-Man no but he, what he's done is I could check but I don't think so he's done he's not done
2: a blockbuster like Kind of like this, but he has done something with uh, comic books, and that is uh, with the Darkman series. He did a, a he did a uh, he did a movie called Darkman, and if you've ever seen Darkman, Darkman it's kind of a lead up to this because it has a lot of the same elements. It had a lot has a lot of the same uh, stylistic uh, stylistic traits to it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I do I think he's the right fit for this. Yeah, I mean for the time, it really is. I mean he's it's not like it's not like it's it's for the ages or anything, but he's I think he's right for it. Yeah. Just like, you know, he was able to pick the cast for it, I think they were right for it as well.
0: I don't think I have much issue with, with his directing.
1: No. I like that I I have seen Evil Dead and, and that series many a times and it's love one of my Dead. favorite. But I saw some aspects of that. In Spider-Man, just real quick, it was mostly in the bone saw scene where he's, like, mm-hmm. kicking him a lot. And it reminds me of the scene where, like, Ash in Evil Dead is beating the demons with his saw chainsaw or book. It's just, like, real quick and then real flashy. And I yeah. and I watched that again after a long time, and I was able to pick that out. I really liked it. I thought it fit. Because if, <laughs> if the Evil Dead series is nothing but a live-action comic book... Then I feel like it's okay. It's perfect.
2: Yeah, I know. I'll take it. But no, uh, uh, Sam, Ram- Sam Raimi, Sam Ramy I keep getting that name anyway. Uh, Sam Raimi, I feel uh, really was the perfect choice for this. Really was the perfect choice for this movie. So um, I really don't know who else could have directed. I, I heard at one point in time David Fincher was going to direct it. Which would yeah. have been very interesting. We would have we probably would have had a very different movie.
0: Yeah, on the service don't think I'm into that idea. But there were, it could have been good.
1: There were yeah. a lot of different people named like Angley, Chris Columbus, M. Night Shyamalan, Tony Scott. Not I really. think James Cameron was involved at some point in time, but
0: Yeah. I would be intrigued to see Chris Columbus's Spider Man. I don't want to see Angley's Spider Man. <laughs> I saw his Hulk and that was enough for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um in my shalomon would have had like a twist ending. Yeah, that was peak Shyamalan, so may- it might have been all right. It might have been. I mean, those, those were good years for him. I may- mean,
1: what, uh, if you think about it, I think it would be interesting to see a superhero movie that isn't Unbreakable. Uh, from, I'd like to see him take on an actual like origin story because Shyamalan. Yeah, only because he's so interesting with twists, and if you think about it superhero movies are nothing but a twist. Like, it's a guy with a secret identity who goes out and does different things, and I feel like he could take an interesting spin on it. I don't know what it would be, mm-hmm. because most of us already know what the twist would be, so that would take some of the fun out of it, but I think that he could have a little bit of fun with it.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Of course, if, um, now I'm thinking back, if, if Columbus had done it, he probably wouldn't have done Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, so... <laughs> Because that was within months of each other. That's true. And if Chris Columbus hadn't done Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, then who knows where that franchise would be? Mm-hmm. We may not even know who Daniel Radcliffe is. This is going off the rails, but because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking at the, this period, I think like shaped my love of movies because Spider Man. And Harry Potter yeah. came out very close to each other, mm-hmm. less than a year apart, and are two of my favorite movies of all time. Just, just based on my connection to them as a kid, so they shaped a lot of of what I watch now. I think. Mm-hmm. So if either is a either of those have changed, I don't know. Who knows where I'd be?
1: We've had so many different versions of Spider Man at this point in time. We're on what the third Tom the Holland Spider Spider Man.
0: Yeah,
1: this one. This movie. This, I mean, X Men had come out what in two thousand, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this one is really for me anyway. What started this whole revolution of comic book movies? It was we said it was the first to make one hundred million at the box office. Uh, it was really like a mega blockbuster. It had, it made eight hundred and twenty million world or box office, and so that and this franchise, as successful as it is really to me jump started everything that we're into now and I think that it deserves to be up there I mean yeah watching it as an adult maybe I had some some adulty problems with it that I was like man I didn't like this because I'm an adult now and I know these things but like as a kid I was kind of like you where I remember seeing it theaters I remember loving it to death and and just being fascinated with it
2: well uh, I agree with you because like the other thing is is that I think if anything this was like a prototype to the Marvel Com- Marvel Comics universe that we have now starting with Iron Man because if you watch the movie you can easily identify some of the traits here like one of the things one of the things I thought it was I thought was really great was the humor like there there are parts in it that are really really humorous like whenever he's learning how to spin the web mm hmm I, oh, thought yeah. that, I thought that go web go was very. funny. I thought that was very funny. <laughs>
0: Fly up, up yeah. and away web,
2: up, up and away web. You know, you see that and now. It's like it's it's almost mandatory now in a normal Marvel Marvel movie.
0: So, just so. a fun uh, box office fact. Uh, at at the in 2002, at the end of 2002, once Spider Man had had uh, made all the money it was going to make, it was leaving theaters. It was the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. Oh wow! Oh wow! Behind The Phantom Menace, E.T., Star Wars, and Titanic. Impressive, isn't it? Today, it is the 27th highest grossing movie of all time. Hmm. Okay. But at its at its peak, it, it came in at number five. I
1: wonder why. Why do you think this one had such a better r- worldwide reception than X-Men?
0: Well, Spider-Man is one of the most popular comic book characters ever created. Yeah. More so than the X-Men, I sure.
1: believe. Yeah, um, I believe that. Uh,
0: I think he's usually recognized up there with Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. So I think finally seeing Spider-Man on the big screen helped.
1: Well, I think that at the time, you know, now Marvel Universe has exceeded so much than what it used to be. But I think he was probably their most notable, like, recognizable superhero. Mm -hmm.
0: uh, Spider-Man, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. uh, Pre-MCU, Spider-Man was the, I would say, most recognized.
1: And I think that what we'd had so many Batmans, we'd had so many... You know, Superman's, at least in the past... We need th- something different. Right, he was the
0: one that hadn't been made yet, yeah.
1: really. And this is the the first big Marvel character to be, like, treated with this kind of res- respect, for lack of a better word.
0: Yeah, I also... Uh, I think there was a hunger for this kind of movie at the time. This came out uh, in, in the months following 9-11. It takes place in New York. I f- I feel like that may have something to do with it. There's also a heavy sense of patriotism. That, yeah. That... That is recurring
2: throughout the movie. I mean, we see, I mean, at the very end of it, you know, he hangs on a flagpole with an American flag on it. So, uh, was there anything else that was there?
1: Yeah, that scene with the New York Strong where the people are throwing the stuff yeah. at the Green Goblin. And that's like unity and togetherness. Like, if you mess with one of us, you mess with all, I think is one yeah, of the lines that they, they say, say. So,
0: so I, I, think, I think there was a hunger for this type of movie yeah. at that time. I, just based on intuition. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, I think that helped. And uh, yeah, the things we already said, it was just a big, big deal to see Spider-Man on the big screen.
2: And it has a lot. You know, I think if, if I want to compare X-Men to X-Men to uh, Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man was, I think was directed better than X-Men because X-Men had, you know, you had all these people here and X-Men try to X-Men try to just, I don't know like whenever they were fleshing their characters out i feel as if they did it like very slowly like very slow paced and and uh they're trying to draw too much attention to itself on it. and this here you know we we don't have time we don't have time to register like too many emotions here but we kind of get the just the story of our heroes
0: mm-hmm.
2: or at least our hero
0: but mm-hmm. I think X-Men is a harder story to tell, too. It's a harder story to tell because there's so many There's people. so many. It's very complex. Uh, this is pretty straightforward. Kid G- gets bit by a spider. And gets, it. Gets powers. That's it. That's it.
1: You hate spiders. Would you get bit by a radioactive or a genetically enhanced spider if you got the powers?
0: If I knew it would make me Spider-Man? Yep. Yeah. If If it was like, it could make you Spider-Man or it could kill you, probably not. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough risk to take.
2: What about you? Uh, I'm in the same boat if...
0: Like if you're it, gonna tell me I'm gonna be Spider-Man, <laughs> of course I'm gonna let it bite me. Yeah,
2: but if for just, a few minutes of pain, they're just gonna let me. They're just gonna let me bite, or just say, "Here, we're gonna put this spider on you, and just let it bite you." I'd have to burn the entire place down because I hate spiders. I really don't like them. Interesting.
0: Does that mean you wouldn't let it bite you?
2: You have to pay me a lot of money in order if, to do that.
0: If I can guarantee you, you you'll have Spider-Man powers. You would still think about it. I yeah. I hate spiders, and I don't think I would think about it. Put it on me. Do it like but that? I, I can shoot web out of my hands. I can crawl up walls. I have uh, incredible reflexes. I have spider senses. Those are amazing. Yeah, sure. Those are amazing. Yeah. You'd never need to take an elevator again. No. <laughs> or, you know, walk. We don't have anywhere anything to swing on, but... I mean, we got downtown Tulsa, but... Oh, like- you're going to swing on one building?
2: <laughs> the one building tall enough? <laughs> I mean, there's buildings there
0: that we can just swing in between. Yeah, on one street. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, just we don't, don't live in a city that's good for web slinging. Right down but, in Boston. But it is good for, for wall climbing and spider senses. That's true. And super strength. I wouldn't have to go to the gym. <laughs> I would do it just to wake up strong. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All you gotta do is wake up and you cut bite me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate going to the gym. I, I, I. Hate it. You never saw Peter go to the gym. No, you didn't. He didn't have He just have had
1: to. his
2: natural. No, he just he woke was, up strong. He was woke scrawny. Up woke up and he was chiseled.
1: Well, on that. we got anything else we want to talk about? Are we good? Um, what do we feel? How
0: do we feel? I, oh let's please talk about the music in this movie oh <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah oh yeah so danny,
0: danny elfman's score was amazing yeah danny elfman is so good at, at these kind of movies danny elfman, he's good in
2: general but yeah he's he's one of my favorite composers and i think that's i think if that's one thing that makes the movie it's that i mean there's no the spider-man theme is no batman theme no but it's still pretty good no like and yes i do agree uh was there even a theme to this like yes yeah,
0: but it, it was a theme i'll play okay. it for you later all
2: right but, yeah, no. Um, the soundtrack hit. it. Which-
0: so you said it opened up with a Sum 41 song? No, no, no. This- well, then why did you say that? I said the end credits. The end oh, credits opens up with a four. bull hockey. Yeah. Okay, so um, in the middle of the movie, there's a Macy Gray performance. Because, of course, there is. I don't know. <laughs> she was big at the time. We've talked about this she before, I think. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or not or just in person. But there was a point in time for a while where, like, musical artists would just be performing in movies. Mm-hmm. remember they made fun of it in the Simpsons movie because Green Day is, like, yeah. playing when the, yeah. when the dome comes down, I think. Well, is that right? They're
1: playing at the beginning of the movie they're and like, falling the under the river.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they were lampooning that, because it's just a thing. In Spider-Man, there's a scene where, then, where Macy Gray is just performing during like some kind of random parade.
1: This is not a superhero movie, but kind of is uh, Sugar Ray is performing in the Scooby-Doo movie. Right.
0: It's a, It was a thing for some reason. Yeah. So it made me laugh. I thought it was cool, I guess. Macy Gray's cool. Yeah. She, she was singing a good song. I, yeah,
2: I really like that of course
0: that the Green Goblin comes in and ruins her, her show. He would. he would. He would. Also on that, before, before we go any further on the music... To this day, it, I just can't understand why that kid just stands there and stares at that thing falling on him. And the whole world's like, Move! <laughs> out of the way! And Spider Man's up there like, Come on, kid, move! And he's just. He's traumatized by fear. At, move! Yeah. You're gonna die! He had, he had plenty of time. He had he an had enormous amount of time. And. Everyone around him had enormous amount of time to grab him and move yeah, back yeah, yeah. in the same time that it took Spider-Man to swing all the way down there. No. I'm just saying that kid was very reckless, <laughs> and he not only put his life in danger but Spider-Man's. Do you want to be the kid responsible for Spider-Man getting smushed? Heck, no, no. Okay, so Macy Gray say this, uh, scene aside, the movie ended again. And now I'm gonna now I'm gonna corn you on the Sun Forty One song because I still don't know what you're talking about. Okay, because I am forever blindsided by Ch- uh, Chad Kroger's Hero. Okay. So. That's all I can say
1: because of copyrights. All right. This
0: song's just oh, it makes me sad. Okay. It, but Sum 41.
1: It's
2: like Sum 41. Well like Sum 41 I don't really know that song Sum 41 but I just like the, the, the Chad Kroger song with Josie Scott
0: <laughs> we're gonna skip the Sun 41 song huh? I really don't know that song I'm gonna google it okay. I, I gotta know because I don't know what you're talking about it
2: but anyway what we're all about <laughs> yeah what we're all about the Chad Kroger song yeah I feel like it has first off I didn't know who Chad Kroger was I thought he was an independent artist I had no idea he was with Nickelback at the time so um I feel you like you could tell from the voice no <laughs> Because I never listen, I never listened to Nickelback. True, but um, "Hero," I feel like is it's a good theme to the movie. It's a really good theme to the movie, and it's it's got some energy. I mean, it's got <laughs> like, and I say that very hesitantly because I don't want to say that I like Nickelback because I don't. But uh, uh-huh. but I don't. Uh, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> but no, it's a. It, it's a it's a decent song for it's a decent song for Chad Kroger, and it's I mean it's it's okay to listen to every, like you know at the time not now anymore I can't say that's a much, one thing about it is that it has not aged very
0: well no it's awful and it's sad I don't know why it makes me sad but it makes me sad I'm gonna be it's controversial the tone. It's the, the it's kind of a slow song mm-hmm. for being about a superhero. And it's also like it just been, bums me out.
2: But it also, I mean, it has Josie Scott, who is real big in Saliva, in the band Saliva, okay. which is a which is a bit of a different turn.
0: I don't know. So, I don't know who that is or the band.
1: I'm going to be controversial.
0: Are you going to like this song?
1: No, I'm not going to like this song. However, what I am going to say like is right I wrong. put it up there with Kiss From a Rose as far as some of the most memorable superhero songs. Like that aren't No 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 Batman. Like this song was written specifically for the superhero movie. Kiss From a Rose, I don't know if it was written specifically for that, but it it's not. it's synonymous with Batman. I can't name any other song other than those two that make me think of superheroes. Those two are the only ones that aren't um like score yeah those are songs written for these when I think of hero I think of spider-man when I think of kiss from a rose I think of batman yeah and so in that sense I feel like it's a successful song sure (laughs) but this soundtrack really is the most 2002 thing I've ever seen it is Uh, chad kroger some 41
0: alien ant farm stone sour ugh uh hero was nominated for a grammy for best song written for visual media And it lost to If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc., which I was 100% true story listening to in the car the other day. Okay. I love that song. It's it's, uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Oh, that's hard to beat. Mm -hmm.
1: This movie also won the highly coveted MTV Music Award for Best Kiss Movie Award. Yep.
0: I didn't even know you were going there.
1: <laughs> but I think the kiss is the most like standoutish part of this movie. I think that's what most people remember is like the upside down kiss in the rain.
0: And then it's, that's that's I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's iconic. iconic. It's a, it is iconic. I
1: still feel like it's weird to kiss somebody upside down like that.
0: I don't know. Man, it got a lot of it got a lot of nominations it for best for MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. How did it lose Best Villain? To so who? Uh, I'm gonna find out here. Uh, looks like the the girl from the ring. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. Mm. Uh, why? Uh, Daniel Day Lewis was nominated Best Villain for Gangs in New York. Colin Farrell for Daredevil that same year. Ugh, let's forget that. And Mike Myers for that Austin movie, Powers and Goldmember. Gold <laughs> so 2002 was not a good not a good year for movies. <laughs> we could talk about that off mic, but it's not. <laughs> They really wasn't. Not at all. We got well, gangs uh, in New York. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There's a couple good things in there, but, it's in Chicago. Cool. but I remember seeing a lot of these. Like, this really is, I'm more convinced than ever, this is the year I really started to pay attention to movies. Yes. So, maybe that's why I'm screwed up. <laughs>
1: well, let's see how good this movie was, unless we've got anything else to talk about. We no, wanna,
0: I think I, we covered pretty much I'm everything. Pretty well I love Spider-Man. Any problems aside, I still think it's great. I think it holds up pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think the story in this one was very well done, despite some of the critiques that I had. I thought it was very well
0: done. I'm going to... So next week is Spider-Man 2, which I think is one of the best superhero movies ever made to this day. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I feel like Spider-Man 3 might be better than we think. It'll be interesting to see it. I feel like we might watch and go, This wasn't that bad. Not saying it's gonna be good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> saying I think we'll be like, eh, it's not that bad. I think yeah. it I think
1: I don't remember it well enough, but I remember the emo Spider Man and I think that's what most people remember and that's why they don't like it. Whether yeah. or not they remember the whole movie, I don't know. But that part alone I think people are like, Ugh, this is just
0: not good. Yeah. I don't Maybe. know. I'm excited about well, this I'll to, series. I just have to watch it, so you better. I hope you do. Uh, yeah.
1: But uh, <laughs> let's see what the critics thought about this one in our little game that we like to play where we guess the percentage on the Rotten Tomatoes score from 1 to 100. Go. 78.
0: Ooh. 80, 87.
1: I was going to say 77. What do we got? I think, oh my, is much higher than I thought. Yeah, I feel like you two went low. 89%. I, yeah. Eighty-nine percent, which surprise, and you know what the audience? Why? Score, Why? Why does it surprise you? I just thought it's it, an extremely good movie. It is. I just thought it would be a little more in the seventies because I don't know. Critics are weird. Uh, it's
0: audience score sixty-seven. You can't. I just don't trust audience.
1: I don't either. It just surprises me that it would be that low for I mean, as much money as it made.
0: It's that's not an. I don't feel like that's an accurate depiction. <laughs> I'm. I'm just now. I'm bummed out. <laughs>
1: Let's end it on a sour note, shall we? Next week we'll be back with more. Is that the end? Do we, we not even, have
0: anything else to do? Oh, we got to rate
1: it ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm out of uh, practice. How many, uh, how many photos of Spider-Man would you give this? i will give this a four out of five. Four out of five pictures of Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, I'll give it... Uh, uh, mm, mm. I'm going to give it four and a half pictures of Spider-Man. Of the Daily Bugle.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it four. Mm. Four J. Jonah James mustaches. Mm. Jameson mustaches. Jameson
0: mm. mustaches. That's that's, that's, a whole, that's basically unibrow territory <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can find us online at facebook.com slash okconnection instagram uh, dot com slash so many sequels pod and that's about it. So find us there. You can check us out on iTunes and a uh, SoundCloud, leave us a review and a rating. We appreciate that stuff and until next time. I don't have one this week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Godspeed Spider-Man.